Hey fam, hello, hello, hello. Family, I am here with a word from the Lord today. And this word that I'm bringing has been brewing and has been cooking within me for the last couple of days. And it's time to release it because the Lord just keeps on. He keeps on replaying this question back that he wants me to ask you. And he said, go and ask my people. Let's go tell them what the Lord has said. So the Lord, he told me to ask you, are you tired yet? Are you tired yet? Are you tired of waging war? Are you tired of fighting up against the hand of God? Are you tired? He said, are you tired of that relationship yet? Are you tired of the failures yet? He said, are you tired? He said, a lot of you have been praying for one for one thing. And then it's, it's, the outcome is totally different than what you prayed for. But he said, it's because you keep putting your hand in it. You keep putting your hand in it. You keep on asking me if it's not of me, take it away from you. And when I take it away from you, you only wage war to get it back from me, says the Lord. He said, are you tired yet? Sis, are you tired yet? I'm a, um, We're going to go to Genesis 32, verse 22, and we're going to read this. And it says, Jacob wrestles with God. During the night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two servant wives, and his 11 sons and crossed the Jabbok River with them. After taking them to the other side, he sent over all his possessions. This left Jacob all alone in the camp, and a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. When the man saw that he could not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. Then the man said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? The man asked. He replied, Jacob, your name will no longer be Jacob. The man told him from now on, you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and with men and have won. Jacob was determined to get blessed by God. And he was he was willing to wrestle with God to receive the blessing. You know, I told you before, Jacob was a finesse. Jacob was in these streets finessing. But that don't work with God. You can't finesse God. When you wrestle with God, it's different. It's the, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. I've heard about you, but now I want to see you. That is what God is looking for. That's how God wants you to wrestle with him. He wants you to see him in a new way. He says you cannot come to him like you come to man. You can't be trying to fight God like you fight man because he's always going to be able to go within you. And wrench some things, pop some things out of place because God is so much deeper than what we can understand. So you can't come to God thinking you about to wrestle and like win, win because at the end, you're going to be wrestling with him because you're going to realize, I need you to bless me. You can't finesse them. You just can't. You cannot finesse God. Let me tell you, you can't. It's impossible. Please tell me your name, Jacob said. Why do you want to know my name? The man replied. Then he blessed Jacob there. Jacob named the place Penel, which means face of God. For he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been spared. The sun was rising as Jacob left Penel, and he was limping because of the injury to his hip listen jacob was like i just need the lord and i survived i got to see god face to face and i lived do you understand and when you're tired 
of fighting by yourself, when you're tired of fighting up against the hand of God and you finally surrender because you realize that you just, you you can try, it look like you're winning in the natural because sometimes a curse will look like a blessing, right? Because a lot of people say they bless, but honestly, a curse can look just like a blessing, right? Because it depends on who gave it to you, right? But he was different after that because he knew it was God. God went within him to show him that he was the Lord. Jacob was used to wrestling with people how how he was used to wrestling with men. But God did something new with Jacob. And he's trying to do that with you. This pain that you are feeling is because God is showing you that he is in control. He is sovereign. He is showing you. A lot of you are getting your hits popped out of place spiritually. And you're walking around in the natural hurt. But it's the humbling because you got to know that he alone is God. Okay. Let's go to Hosea chapter 12. Hosea chapter 12. And we want to start at verse. Um, let's just start at verse. Two. Now the Lord is bringing charges against Judah. He is about to punish Jacob for all his deceitful ways and pay him back for all he has done. Even in the womb, Jacob struggled with his brother. When he became a man, he even fought with God. Yes, he wrestled with the angel and won. He wept and pleaded for a blessing from God. There at Bethel, he met God face to face and God spoke to him. The Lord God of heaven's armies, the Lord is his name. So now come back to your God, act with love and justice and always depend on him. Listen, God said, stop leaning on your own understanding. Stop leaning on your own ways of thinking. Stop doing that and trust me. Come back to me. God does not want to punish you. He doesn't want to. But some of us are just so hard-headed that you got to get punished to know that he is who he is. You got to get humbled so you can know that God is who he is. You got to, you, some of you have to, like it's that Jacob in you. <laughs> you struggled. You struggled all your life. You walked around with this chip on your shoulder all your life. You wanted to be in control all the time. You didn't want to, you don't want to listen to people. You don't want to follow the rules, but God has said he is sovereign in that pain that you feel. He said that pain, if you feel, if you will let go and surrender to me, I will take it from you, says the Lord. That abandonment you feel, I'll take it from you if you surrender to me. See, a lot of people want their cake and eat it too. You want the blessings of God, but you don't want the the knowledge he wants to give you. You don't want the wisdom he's trying to give you. You don't want the understanding. You just want the blessings. But God said, listen, when he gives you a thing, when he blesses you, he adds no sorrow to it. So we will hold up the hand of God because we want it done our way. So God is saying your way is going to add a lot of sorrow. It's going to add a lot of hurt. It's going to add a lot of pain. But he said, if you come to me and you trust me and you surrender me, surrender to me I will give you the justice you are looking for it says always depend on him 
always depend on God. You can't depend on yourself and God. I'm here to tell you because you're going to fail yourself. Think about how many times you tried to handle the situation and you only made it worse. You got to let God be God. You got to trust him. You got to know that it's by his might and it's by his strength. You don't have strength for this battle. That's what I hear the Lord saying. He says, you don't have the strength for this battle with just you. You need me, says the Lord. He says, you need me to overcome. It's by my blood that you will overcome. Not by yours, but by the Lord's blood. By his stripes, you were healed. His stripes, not your own stripes. Not all the lashes and stuff that you done got from doing things wrong. No, he said, it's by his stripes, you were healed. Um, I want to take you to Matthew 11. Um, verse 28. Then Jesus said, come to me. Wait, go up a little higher. Hold on. Let's go to 27. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's just go to verse 25 because I feel the Lord like a little bit higher. Jesus' prayer of thanksgiving. At the time, Jesus prayed this prayer. Oh, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. So the childlike, let me tell you something. Become childlike, you got to become humble. Kids don't lean on their own understandings, okay? My kids will come and ask me if anything is out of order, they come in and ask me something. We could be watching a movie and one actor can be whispering the other actor's ear and my kids asking me what they said. And I'm like, I'm sitting here with you. How am I supposed to know? But kids are humble. They, they hunger and they thirst for the truth. They hunger and they thirst for knowledge. That's how they gain the wisdom. That's why the Bible says train a child up. That's why you got to train a child up and in that way. And when they get older, they're not going to depart from it. That's why you got to train your child in the Lord. Because when they get older, they can't depart from him. Because the truth is embedded. So you got to become humble. Because then God will reveal things to you and become humble. When you become like the childlike. But when you lean on your own understanding, God ain't going to give you nothing. Because you're trying to exalt your knowledge over his. And he don't, he don't do that. He, he ain't doing that, okay? Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. See, because the Lord wants to, he, he wants to reveal himself to you, but he can see your heart. He knows your heart posture. He knows. He, he knows that if he can trust you or not, if he can give you the wisdom that you're hungry for, give you that knowledge you, you thirsting after. He knows. And he knows who will try to exalt themselves over him. He knows. He ain't surprised. So humble yourself before God. Humble yourself before him and watch what he does in your life. But you got to come to him humbly. Humble. And when you go to God, humble. You got to be like, Lord, I know that your ways are far beyond my ways. Lord, I'm nothing but dust and ashes, Father God. 
I, I, my understanding is incomplete compared to yours. I can't see the full picture like you can see it, God. That's how you come to the Lord humbly. And you admit that you need him. Okay? Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. So that goes back to the title of this. Are you tired yet? The Lord says, if you're tired, you'll surrender to me and I'll give you rest. If you come to me, I'll give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Mm, Praise God. Praise him. And he's speaking to you right now. He said, come to me. Are you tired yet? Come to me. God wants to release you from some things. He wants to take you out of some places. He wants to do some things in your life. But first, it starts with you coming to him and you admitting that you need his help. If you feel like you can't surrender to God, which you know he wants you to surrender, surrender it anyway. That's the best advice your sister can give you. Lord, give me the strength to surrender this to you because I can't do it in my own might. I can't do it. It's too strong for me, God. That is what the Lord is looking for. He said, are you tired yet? Are you tired of your bills not being paid? Are you tired of your health not being up to par? Are you tired of your living circumstances? Are you tired of that? Are you tired of robbing Peter to pay Paul? Are you tired? Are you tired of getting dogged out? Are you tired of getting mistreated? The Lord said, are you tired? Because once you once you admit you are tired, come to me. But if, as long as you think that you can handle it, you can bear it, he has nothing for you. Has he said, come to him? You got to humble yourself before God. Um, my verse of the day yesterday was Matthew 16, 24. It says, then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my followers, you must give up your own way. He says, you got to give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow him. You got to give up all your ways and you got to follow Jesus. Let me tell you something. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. For everything, every, every setback I had, I think how God was trying to fix it before it blew up in my face. But I was letting my knowledge get in the way. I would let my wisdom get in the way. I would go put my hand in it and I only made the mess bigger. But I serve a God who is so true, mm, mm, who is so good, who is so real that even in my disobedience, he humbled me enough to bring me back to his feet. He had to humble me so I will come back to his feet. I'm telling you, I got tired of getting beat up. I got tired of getting slapped around. I got tired of it. And I had to come and kneel before God. And I had to tell him, nevertheless. I'm tired of doing things my way, Lord. Even when I pick it back up, help me put it back down. 
Because I can't take it. I, I can't take this yoke that the enemy is trying to place around my neck. I can't bear it. You didn't create me to carry this heavy burden. That's not what I was made for. And that's what God wants you to know. You're not built for that. He said, I'll take that. But you're not built for that. Do you understand? I was listening to this banger short earlier. It was yesterday. And the man was explaining, because the way he, he he said it, it just brought it back to life, right? Because I'm telling you, God, worry is the truth. But do you understand that God treated Jesus like he was one of us? Okay, like Jesus took my punishment. Mm, 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 mm. I should have been whipped. I should have been spit on. I should have had all of that done. I should have had it all done to me, okay? All of it. And some. Well, not and some because he took it all. But you get what I'm saying? Like, all of it. I deserved that because I'm a sinner, okay? But God put Jesus in my place. It's like Jesus jumped in front of the bullet for me. You feel me? And instead of me being treated like how he was, God gave me Jesus' life. He switched and he did that for you too. God looked at Jesus how he should have looked at me. He turned his face from him to, for him to be treated like how I should have been treated. You understand? I should have been hanging on that cross. I should have been humiliated. But God, but God, but God, he gave, he, 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 he put it on Jesus' back. He, every lash was for one of my sins. It was for me to be healed. It was because I was rebellious. Jesus ain't do nothing. But God switched his life for mine. Now I could come to God with the boldness. I can come to God with confidence because of what Jesus did on the cross. And let me tell you something. I'm not his favorite child. You see how he treated the spotless lamb? He don't have a favorite. <laughs> he don't have a favorite. But he needs you to understand that. That he wants to give you this life. This prosperous, this wealthy life where you are thriving. And he wants to start it from within you. But you got to be able to receive that finished work of the cross. Receive that finished work. Okay? Lord, if it's anything else you want me to say to your people, I'm going to say it, Father God. Just put your words in my mouth, Lord Jesus. But I'm going to pray. Okay? Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm just coming to you, Father, humbly. Thanking you for today, Lord. Thanking you for the strength that you have put in our bodies, Lord. Thanking you for your word, Lord. Thanking you for your promises, God. I'm thanking you that you are a promise keeper, Lord. I'm thanking you because you are a miracle worker, God. I'm thanking you because you are a provider. I'm thanking you because by your love, Lord, we are able to even exist. And I thank you for your forgiveness, Lord. And I'm praying for this child listening to this word, Father. 
I'm praying that you touch them, Lord. I'm praying that they surrender, God. I'm praying that your will be done in their life, Lord. I'm praying that as they are sitting there, wherever they're at, Lord, that they had this nevertheless moment, Lord, that they become so secure in you that they are willing to put down their ways and take up your way, Lord, that they are willing to follow you, Father God, that they are willing to carry their cross, Lord. I'm praying that you give them strength in these situations, Lord. I'm praying that they will take your rest, God, that you are offering them today. And that even when they try to pick this burden back up, Father, that by your conviction, they put it back down, Lord, because you only want what's best for them, Father God. And Lord, I thank you, I honor you, and I praise you. And it's in your name, it's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Family. Just let him do it. He's in control. He is in control. He got it. He got you right in his hand, okay? Just surrender to him. I just uh, hear him say, remain in me, and I will remain in you. Listen. A branch cannot produce any fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you can't be fruitful unless you remain in him. God knows that you want to do things right, but allow him to teach you how to do things right. He wants to teach you. Okay? I love y'all so, so, so much. And just don't forget. Don't forget. And I don't want this, like, just to be the closing and, you know, it just comes to, um, it just, like, you get used to me saying but most importantly, Jesus loves you. Because that's just not a small phrase. That's the honest to God truth that Jesus loves you. And he loves you so differently than anybody else could. Do you understand how God, he has a way. He sees everything from the end to the beginning. And he still chooses to love you. That's a different kind of love. If, think about a human. If a human know that you're going to betray them, they ain't with it. But God knows you're ending from the beginning. And he still chooses to love you. He still sent his son to die for you. He let his son take your punishment so you can be with him. Don't take that lightly because he loves you. Everybody else failed you, but trust me, God has never failed you. And you might have questions right now that you feel like went unanswered from God, but trust them anyway. Sometimes things will be just a mystery and be okay with that. And then there's other times where God, I have asked God, I've said stuff and forgot about it. I've asked God stuff and forgot about it. And it's in his right time that he'll bring that answer back to me. And it might not have been in the time frame I liked it. But what I know is God allowed me to become more mature in him before he gave me an answer. 
Like every question my kids have right now, I'm not answering it because it's an innocence to them. It's some maturing that has to happen and they're not ready for what the answer may be. And the same thing with us. And sometimes just a mystery because even if God would tell us some things, we still wouldn't understand it. (laughs) Come on now. We still wouldn't understand it. I remember the first in Job, the first question he asked Job, remember he was like, um, brace yourself because I'm about to have some questions for you and you go and answer them. And he said, where was you when I laid the foundations of the earth? What? I'm still stuck on that first question. First of all, I was stuck on a brace yourself because I have some questions and you going to answer it. I was stuck right there because I was like, what kind of questions God going to ask? I don't know. But he said, where was you when I laid the foundations of the earth? And what can you answer that? Where were you? He said, who is this to question my wisdom with such ignorance? Like, <laughs> if you ain't ever read that, I'll tell you a chapter. Because he 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 went in for a couple of chapters. And you can just read that in your prayer time. I'm telling you, um, God went in when he was asking Job those questions. And it was a humbling factor for me because, child, listen, I couldn't answer none of them. Um... Job, it starts at Job 38. He said, who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? What? Our words to God is foolish because we are dust and ashes, okay? <laughs> and when you admit, when you can finally get that and you understand you are nothing but dust and ashes, every bit of wisdom that you think you got is nothing compared to God. It's humbling. That's humbling right there. Let me tell you. And then you just learn how to stay in a child's place. Listen, I learn it. I'm learning it. Staying in a child's place when it comes to God. Because I don't know. I'm quick to tell you. If somebody asks you a question, I don't know. <laughs> but God is God. He said so. So I know it's the truth. But just family, just keep on going. Just keep keep surrendering. Every time you pick it up, put it back down. Every time you fall, get back up. The righteous man falls, what, seven times? But he gets back up. That's what counts him as righteous. And you know how I know he gets back up? Because he had to fall seven times. That means he kept getting up. So you will be counted as righteous. Not depending on how many times you fall, but how many times you get back up. That's how good God is. Oh, God be the glory. He is so good. He is so good for God to be the glory. Uh, Family, I'm going to let y'all go, okay? For real, for real this time. And let's just say this together. I love you, but most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.